Yeah, do well. I don't, there's no, there's no hate at all. I think yeah. he's, the, he's he's like the offense right now. I mean, and he's, has improved, yeah, he's, he's improved drastically. Dispersing the ball. Just, yes, he has. But he, a poor guy's having to be the guy running as well, which I remember saying last year. I think we need to run him a little bit more. Now I'm like, good grief, man! We need these running backs to sit there and run the ball and take some hits off of uh, off yeah. of Gabriel. You're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. We'd like to welcome back all of our friends, family, and foes to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. And along with my two oldest sons, Kellen and Garrett, we are the Fox Den Sports Podcast. And once again, we have Diego Zavarse. Couldn't get it out, man. Zavarse, the uh, the other You just wanted to say Fox so bad. I did. I, I say it came so close. We're the Fox Sports Podcast, and we're at episode 97. This is a good one. This is going to be a special one um, here tonight. But uh, first off, what player do you think of that wore the jersey 97? Think of all Cornelius Bennett. Spent most. <laughs> Spent most. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Spent most of his time with the Buffalo Bills. Oh, uh, you know, played a little on the Colts and the Falcons. Uh, you know, he's a pro football career. Cornelius Bennett was selected to for five NFL Pro Bowls, one NFL All-Pro and the Hall of Fame, all 1990s team. He also earned a spot on the 1987 NFL All-Rookie team. Just a, you know, really dominant career, you know, almost 1,200 tackles, 71.5 sacks, 31 fumbles, 27 fumble recoveries seven interceptions and a touchdown like just it doesn't get better than cornelius bennett who did he get drafted by do you know uh you know i'd say the indianapolis colts isn't that amazing yeah yeah and that's kind of why colts. they couldn't agree to legend. terms so they uh they made that big old trade three-way team between uh i know eric dickerson went to the colts greg bell went to the, i think the rams and cornelius went to the uh buffalo bills it's good times. I, I remember the day fondly. I bet you do. I'm going to go with Tommy Harris, Oklahoma defensive line, two-time Big 12, two-time All-American, one of the bigger uh, defensive players in OU history. Not that they're – I mean, there's been a good amount. It's been a lot, but uh, – Yeah. That's who I was thinking. I just didn't want to take them from you. Thanks, man. I'm going to go with uh, Cameron Hayward from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's got drafted in 2011, 31st pick overall. Uh, I've been watching him play, you know, since I've been a fan of the NFL, and he looks like he's a dominant defensive lineman. Um, they're definitely missing him right now. I don't know if he played yesterday, actually, but I know he missed last week. Um, but he's a, he's a, he's somebody you don't want to mess with, for sure. He's a, He's a big boy, and He's a good defensive lineman, and uh, if I was on the offense, I'd be afraid of him too. He's been there for forever, too. Yes. Yeah, 2011, man. That's a long time. Well, I think of Leroy Glover, who uh, he played for the Saints. I know he played for Dallas, and he played for the Rams. 
Um, that's who I think of. He was uh, pretty dominant at the defensive uh, tackle position for Dallas for, uh, I think it was four or five years. I know he played, I think, the majority of his career maybe with New Orleans. But that's who I think of. I know we we signed him at some point in early 2000s uh, to the contract. So that's who I always think of. Well, the second guy I think of. Kellen took my first one. Um, but, hey, that's it. That's who I got. All right, big week. What were you going to say, Diego? I can see you. Was he a Hall of Famer? Cornelius? Oh, yeah. No, no, the other guy, the one you picked. I don't think so, no. So, Garrett, you're wrong. Interesting pick. Interesting. I'm good. I'm I'm happy for you, Dad, going into the into the books trying to, you know, find someone that that wasn't a Hall of Famer. Kelly Gregg. Played for OU. Played at uh Edmund, was it North? Or was it Edmund Memorial, maybe? A uh defensive tackle as well, played for Baltimore's. He's on the uh franchise now. He's he was ninety seven as well. All right. Big week. OU Texas. This is the week, man. This is the week we all look forward to. Exactly. Right here. All the Longhorn fans that are sending me emails or sending us emails, I should say. But um, first, I guess, let's talk about the Iowa State game. Uh, I don't say briefly, but let's talk a little bit about that game first, and then we'll move on. So initial thoughts. I know I, I predicted, a, I looked I read, looked that up a little while ago. I predicted a 26 to 16 score. Diego, you were 40-something to 13. Um, and then Kellen, I think you were 30, I don't know, 38 or something like that to, uh, 16. But anyway, I can't remember Garrett. I couldn't remember yours. Sorry. I was like, I'm pretty sure I was pretty close. Honestly, You must have done first because whenever we did it, I was looking at it and, um, anyway, yeah, is what it is. Go ahead. What what were your all's initial thoughts? Well, initially it was great after the pick six. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. And then the next two Iowa State drives, not so much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they beat us essentially on the same play, back-to-back drives for just a one It was a deep post, one was just a slant route. Our guys got a little too aggressive. Way too aggressive. Uh, thinking the ball was going to just come right to them, which I don't understand. I That's probably the fourth or fifth time that's happened this year that we've let up a big play just because our guys think the ball is just going to sail right to them. Like you've got to go get that ball. But I mean, defense played great in the second half, obviously dominant, really. I mean, I will say there was a couple of plays. They had another slant that Stutzman tried to jump in front of also missed it. The guy just stumbled as he caught it. If he would have caught it clean, he would have been gone again. So that would have been another touchdown. Did he catch it or did he drop it? He caught that one, and then okay. there was another one yeah. that the receiver dropped that oh. would have also been a touchdown yeah. on this. Again, all of these are like post slash slant, so it we've got to figure that out. I know Venables said that that's something that everyone was all always out of an assignment, so like they should have had it covered, obviously, but somebody just missed the assignment. Those are some tough routes to cover as well, so I'm not surprised those, those are the ones that keep beating them. I mean, uh, there's not really a right way to guard a slant route or to defend a slant route or a post route. I mean, but I I agree with Gary says. I think some of those secondary guys are just being a little jumpy, want to make the play. But if if really if they just stay in their position, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna tip it, they're gonna pick it off, or they're gonna just be there and not let them catch it. Um, but yeah, second half. I mean, after that first quarter, I was like, 
Well, after the first pick six, I was like, all right, we're here. This is yeah. going to be a blowout. And then Iowa State started playing good, and I was like, all right, we're back to OU's defense not being actually good. And then they shut me off, uh, shut me up the second half. I was like, okay, all right, our defense is good. Uh, that Peyton Bowen pump block was awesome. It's Trace really Ford, good. if he that guy's special, dude. For but sure. you can you can just tell he's everywhere on the every field. yeah exactly everywhere, dude. in every game he makes some sort of impact play like and this week this Saturday he's making he's he's getting a pick I know that but very proud of how our our uh, defense played um, I liked our offense as well especially the second half too um, still going back like questions about the run game still like I uh, don't know yeah that's terrible. I don't know, and that is the only thing that's holding me back from. I guess we'll get into it here later, but about this yeah. weekend. But outcome, great. They covered the one by thirty, so I think I was cool with. I was cool with the outcome. I mean, it was a. The first half was a little well, not even the first half, just first little bit after that pick. It's like holy, I mean. Again, I'm like, we're going to pull this off, but like, just for confidence, let's go ahead and we need to do something special here. And then end up blowing it up. Defense, of course, played great second half, only put up 10 points second half, but because wasn't it 40 to 20 at half? So, we, yeah, was, we only scored 10, but so yeah, we but definitely I mean, draining the clock early. Yeah, I mean, it's no reason to do anything too wild, like save every little trick. Don't do anything crazy for Texas to watch on film. Just just burn clock in the second half. Get ready. But we won another game. Big uh thirty point margin. So can't be can't be mad. I and I think like that Dylan Gabriel pick. Um you never you never like to see picks, but it looked like the receiver ran the wrong route. So I mean if if you're gonna throw a pick, you'd almost rather it be that rather than a bad throw, because it's like, all right, just get the guys on the same page. And we'll be all right. I don't know if they said anything, said anything or saw anything different on like the TV coverage, but like in person though, like I like he threw the ball where Farouk was, so they obviously yeah. knew he was going to be there. Gabriel just for whatever reason didn't see the guy standing right in front of him. Yeah, That's I, my only thing. Like whenever he turned just, that corner, it's almost like he knew no matter what he was throwing that ball. And he gave Farouk no chance on that. It just, to me, the way they were talking on TV, at least, it looked like he was supposed to run shorter, a shorter route. He wasn't supposed to be behind the defender. But who knows? I mean, fair. Yeah, I thought Farouk could have um, tried to, I mean, at least play the interference, something. Yeah. But what, that's Um, his his second pick of the year? Like, first one was a, yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. But there's, there, I mean, he's had – I mean, and it's football. There were some tips. You know that one that tipped around, like bounced around like three or four guys. I mean, I think it was the same guys, but still bounced around for – I mean, it felt like forever. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's lucky. And he's had some – but that's just the way it is. That happens. Uh, luck luck, <laughs> luck gets you through some things. But OU last year wouldn't – We, I think we still would have won this game, but like mm-hmm. OU last year wouldn't have separated as big as they did this week. Yeah, last year it had been probably like 50 to 44 or something like that, you know. We well, giving up a lot of points. OU last year, we wouldn't be 5 and 0 right now either. No, probably. no chance. Yeah, no, we would have gotten 
SMU's the offense would have smoked We would have lost the SMU game, and we probably would have lost that Cincinnati game because our defense was not. It wouldn't be our defense last year wouldn't have been able to stop Emory Jones's run game. So my yeah, my biggest thing is still just the red zone offense. I know we just struggle so much in that department. That's just where you have to. You can't assume gimmies, but like you've got to get at least 70% of those things in yes. the end zone. And we just can't seem to yeah. figure it out. It's like, and I think that, yeah, the offensive line can't get a hole big enough to get him any more than two to three yards. Exactly. I mean, passing in that zone is obviously dangerous. There's not as much room to work with, but I, I, for one, why not have at least a shot? Like Jaden Gibson is like six, six, like go ahead and take a shot up with him. Yeah, Nobody is as tall as him. Six five. Fader out. So he's he's I don't think he's dropped one. I think every single ball thrown to him this year has been a catch. And some of those are some pretty tough catches, Good. including the one this week where he oh. has to make a contested catch, get drilled, and then he still ran through two people. So yeah. I don't know. I think that would be a great opportunity, but how tall is Nick Anderson? Isn't he like 6'3", 6'2"? 6'4". He's a big can, guy, too. You yeah. can throw it up to him, too, honestly. If Just throw a little fader out. I mean, I understand when you're in the run zone, you don't want to throw a pick. You don't want to force a turnover. Like, you don't want to do anything. But, like, I think it just goes back to the one flaw that I can honestly say is the run game. If we could have a run game, we would be scoring in the end zone 100%. easily. Because then – because I just know these defensive teams are like, they can't run the ball. If we shut the run down, then all we got to worry about is their passing game. Right. Because even that, when we do run it in within the five yard line or so, it's Gabriel. Right. Like, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So it's a lot of those read options. And if he hands it off, they're, they're not getting in. So we'll have to be careful with that because I imagine that. Uh, Texas is going to have a, a spy on Gabriel and a lot of those. So, yeah, Gabriel's the offense, obviously. He's, I mean, he's, I talked to you whenever we were at the game the other night. I said something to Callie. I'm like, he's the one who's doing all the running for any, uh, any kind of positive yards at, at a, at a, you know, at a chunk at a time. And I mean, it's good, but it's also bad. I mean, we, we've got to figure out somebody else. And I don't know whether or not all of a sudden against Texas, all the holes are going to get bigger or not. I don't know. I don't know whether or not. Um, if you had a, um, you know, Joe Mixon or a, uh, P Ryan or, um, geez, I'm trying to think of some, one of the other guys, Rodney Anderson one of those guys from the past, if they were on this team now, if they would get through those holes quicker or better, I don't know the answer to that, but I just know it's a combination of the line. And I think honestly, it's probably a combination of the running, running backs that we have right now, but we've got to be able to run the football. I didn't feel like we ran it um again very well again we were under four yards of carry and i think they were over five yards of course they had a bunch of long runs if you take those take those away maybe not so much but defense looked good defense uh, other than the other than just giving up those huge plays iowa state obviously saw something and they and they um you know they exposed it i would rather be exposed a week early than the week of so hopefully something can get done i think bowman um he had a bad angle on one. The first key Lawrence, I think he was trying to intercept it. And then the second time it happened, I know key Lawrence and Bowman both ran into each other. And it's just like, 
it, it was just it looked like it looked like a um a poor poor defense at that uh at that point i think danny stutzman he was being blocked incredibly like they had obviously a game plan to try to shut him down we need canic to jump uh to uh step up uh, on on games like that and then uh, mccullough as i say his name i say it every week mccullough um as well both step up it'll be interesting but i think we started teeing off against the Iowa State quarterback. I didn't think he was that good when you, especially when you put pressure on him. Then all of a sudden, he just he didn't know what he was doing. He just threw that thing. He, was, yeah. he would just throw it right. So I was, um, I don't want to say I was surprised that we scored fifty, but I I never felt in doubt. But I was just like, oh no, I just don't want to see like a marathon, you know, fifty to forty game. And and the defense second half showed up and and did a really good job. That's what it was for me. I, I knew we were going to win. I, I wanted our defense to still sure. re- recover and show that, one, they still are doing well, and, two, just keep that confidence going into next week because they're going to need everything they can. Sure. I agree 100%. And then I, I, did you guys see that? I sent you guys the uh, little thing of Matt Campbell walking off the field and people are yelling, saying hot seat. And he ah, yells at him. That guy is just. Did you not? Yeah. I mean, they only said that because of what happened last week. Yeah. He got to see that or two weeks ago. Sorry, but yeah, just ridiculous, man. Unbelievable, but it's a good win. I mean, whatever five and oh, I'll take five and oh, um, any day of the week. And just, that's all you can do is play. Who's one, one team at a time. I don't think they were looking ahead. I didn't feel that at all. We just the running game, man, because Gabriel doesn't have the arm. I mean, it was shown that night as well. The one long pass, too was it the freshman uh now, who was that i was gonna say is we got brennan thompson back who that's who it was that's who it was is exciting because he's a transfer from texas who yeah kind of that was the one when he had two guys there. on him and he kind of stopped and they just kept going um, yeah which if, one, if they would have been paying attention more maybe but he's like he's probably one of the fastest players in the country only because he's also one of the fastest players on the track field as well yeah in high school college all that stuff so He's got insane speed. I know someone asked him about asked Venables about him after the game, and he's all Venables had to say is he's fast. Like he's that's yeah. he's insanely fast. And I don't think Gabriel has had a lot of opportunity to throw the ball to him, so I don't think he really expected. Now Gabriel's underthrown his fair share, but sure. that guy is again un, unmatched on the speed level sure. with anybody we have on our team. That's for sure. sure. And I still think Gabriel gives us the best chance to win. I mean, I know there are people probably wanting to see Jackson Arnold, but well, it's too late now to start Jackson. Right? Arnold. No, I think no, Jackson no. Arnold, if he was starting the whole season, but you can't throw Jackson Arnold into the biggest game. No, you're right. Like this is already this is going to be the biggest game of Dylan Gabriel's career. Correct. Like you I agree, hundred percent. You don't start a quarterback if you have the choice. You don't choose to start him that week because Gabriel's doing well. I mean, he's just that's he makes a few bonehead decisions and overthrows. But every there's so many quarterbacks that do that, so. I was I gonna say, want to see the running game better. Last week, you guys were saying Hypel. I think you guys used the term gamer, like game manager. Hypel's a gamer, no gamer. Okay, yeah. And, and Gabriel's not through five games in two thousand. Josh Hypel had fifteen hundred and twenty yards, sixty-six and a half percent completion percentage, nine touchdowns, and four picks. Gabriel, fifteen hundred and ninety-three yards, so about seventy yards more. 75.2%, so 9% higher completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, which is six more, and two interceptions, which is two less. 
And yeah, I know but- the game's changed yeah. a little bit, but you can't really say that because they have pretty equal passing yards. Yeah, so they but- threw the ball just as much. Gabriel's got a, I mean, uh, Hypo had just a little bit more moxie than, uh, than Gabriel, if you ask me. I mean, he's just, when I say gamer, I think he's just more, he's like the more the, the general than I think Gabriel is. Now, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think it all changed at OU Texas that year. When they were, I mean, we were, we did well up until that, but then Texas, I, I looked it up, I couldn't find it, but I know Texas was favored that game and we demolished them. I got it going on right behind me right now. Um, and we were ranked twelfth. What are we ranked this week? Twelfth. Oh, what game? What day was that game played on? Do y'all remember what in in two thousand? I let me think back right now. October October seventh. It was October seventh. What was one? What's the What's the date this year's game? Sixth. No, it's the seventh. Is it? So no, OU was ranked ten. Texas was ranked eleven. No, OU was 12, trust me. I know what you're doing. You're looking at a different one, but OU was 12 and Texas was 10. Even it showed it showed on this game. There's there's a I, I looked at another site that showed that same thing you're looking at. Gary, so, I can see it on the screen right now. It says 12 by OU. Yeah. OU was 12 and Texas was uh <laughs> with 10. I was like, what in the world? But anyway, no. <laughs> I was like back to the gamer thing though. Yes I, yes. I still don't think Dylan Gabriel is a gamer, but if he wins this Saturday. And he shows that, then he yeah. he he can. I I will establish yeah. him as a gamer. Right. But when right. I say gamer, I'm talking about Baker Mayfield was a gamer. That dude put the team on his back and said, "I got you. I'm going to go win this game." That's what I, I still. I don't think Dylan Gabriel is that guy to say, "I'm going to put the team on my back." He has win. though. I don't think no, he already has. But he has a he has the defense is the one that's helping us win right. the games. Team. Right. Right. Like Stutzman's a gamer. Oh yeah, Stutzman's If the defense is helping us, then there's so much less pressure on a quarterback to perform. This is Jackson Arnold's team. Let's be honest. It's I don't be. disagree, but you cannot tell me Dylan Gabriel's a gamer compared to Baker Mayfield. Well, no, but we were comparing Hypel and and uh, yeah, you can't still. tell me Josh Hypel's anything compared to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let me, no, I mean I didn't. I I only seen Josh Hypel who, highlights on YouTube. Who saw Hypel and Gabriel? Oh, that'd be me. So, just telling you. Yeah, but you know, yeah, what's sometimes? Also, you. Yeah, you're right. Very true. Disagree. Yeah, very true. But I, I'm just saying. I, I would I'm not, say, hey, I'm not busting. I'm, I'm not busting Gabriel's chops. I'm not. I'm just saying that this game right here, he can elevate to that kind of level. Because honestly, Hypel, that's what kind of all of a sudden that game and then just boom, I think it was Kansas State next week and then Nebraska because we went boom, boom, boom. Um, that's where that's where it happened, man, right there. And that's when then it, he just, yeah. And Gabriel has that opportunity. I'm not saying he doesn't, but right now I just don't think he's had that game-defining moment, um, that big game just yet. And I want to see how he – I'm really looking forward to seeing how he, how he performs this week. Well, yeah, I mean, last year he was – when he played – well, yeah, but none of the games were had this magnitude. No, like, no, you're, later no, you're in right. The, you're later right. in the season, like, they were must-wins because we had such a bad record, but that's not the same as being 5-0 and going into another undefeated matchup against your rival. But that's, that's what I'm saying, though. He ha- he hasn't had an opportunity to prove himself that he's a gamer. He hasn't Correct. played – This Correct. is the, the final this is, boss. Like, no, this, just, is, this is it. He's reached it. And I agree with you. He's played great. 
Yes. If he yes. wins Saturday, I yes. will get on my knees and be like, you are a gamer, dog. And go go win a Heisman. He wins Saturday. His numbers, he's in the Heisman. Like he's sports. in the Heisman race for he's sure. Five already and six on the, every week. Yeah. He's on there now, but I'm just, just saying he's on the outskirts. He'll elevate. He's he only beats the number on the three. Outskirts. He beats the number three team, Texas, who beat Alabama. And a lot of people are saying this Texas team is a national championship contender. Yeah. And the numbers he has, it does not lie. He can win the Heisman if he keeps OU winning. And then I'll be like, all right, dude, you're a gamer. But like, this is the biggest game of his career. Sure. I agree 100%. It's, it's, it's the chance for him to prove everybody I'm going to put the team on the back and win. Got to yeah, be mistake I mean, free, man. As good as our defense is going to play, he's he's still going to have to score he probably to, exactly. thirty-five plus. And you got to keep exactly. the defense off the field as you, much as possible. Let them which let them which come is, in fully rested every every drive. Exactly, which is scary because yeah. our yeah. running game hasn't. We can't run this, the so ball. That's what he's scary. going to have to play it more what, like yeah. slowly, methodically, like just not. I mean, I'll I'll take a deep shot. Don't get me wrong, uh, but. Not against Tech. They well, I mean, main, they, mainly they will. I'll take points when I can get points. Yeah, they're no, wide open. They'll they'll do it. But, yeah. but I just uh, scared. But I would I just use a ten play, six, oh, yeah. seven minutes, oh yeah, seventy five yards over a two play minute and a half. You know, agree. But at just, the same time, at the same time, with how hmm. Venables and Roof and all these guys are doing the defense, I don't think fatigue's the biggest issue. Or that big of an issue because they are rotating constantly. So the only players that really don't come out is Stutzman, Bowman, um, and Canick and Woody Washington. Those are about the only four out of the eleven that hardly ever come off the field. Does Gentry Williams? No, he'll come. He'll rotate quite a bit with Dolby. Gentry plays a lot, but he He does play a lot. He does play a lot. But you know that whole defensive line, baby. No, no. The whole defensive <laughs> line swapping, that safety is still swapping. Bowman does get some rest, but they do really like to keep uh, Kanick and Stutzman together because they are they're a great duo. I mean, they're best buddies. They roommate together, so there's no telling how much they just sit there and talk about the games afterwards about how to feed off of each other a lot. So that's one of my favorite duos to watch on the field right. is just them two just because you know that they are constantly practicing their work. I will tell you it is I, I can remember when I was your all's age, well, even really honestly before that, in the 80s, whenever Bosworth and Casillas and all those guys played, I looked forward to watching offense and defense. And it's been a while since I really looked forward to actually seeing the defense on the field, to be honest with you. And, man, I'm telling you what, I really am excited with them. Now, I think this week is going to show how, you know, how well, um, how well we are, but I think I don't. I still think Venables. There's some things he's going to do differently uh, this week as well. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I've noticed that about Gabriel and Arnold both say is that they Venables has the most just disguised looks and different yeah. packages on defense, so they have to be ready in practices. But also to your first point, there, yeah, Stutzman and Kanick are going to have to play very well because they texas knows how to run the ball yes they and do. so they are going to get to the second level and so they have to be ready to clog the holes and that's also on which again talking about gentry williams he's done a great job of coming off a block off the edge to get a guy down for loss so he's gonna have to have a big game on that as well but yeah there it's gonna be a big dependability on our defense on our linebackers for sure 
just want to state to everybody listening, I do not hate Dylan Gabriel. No, I don't I do, either. I believe that he can win this this game. Yes. I just want him to prove it to me so then I can feel bad that I said that about him. That's it. I don't I just, hate him either. I just just got to see him. Yeah, do well. I don't, there's no, there's no hate at all. I think yeah. he's, done, he's, he's like the offense right now. I mean, he's, he's, improved, yeah, he's, he's improved drastically. Dispersing the ball. Just, yes, he has. But he, a poor guy's having to be the guy running as well, which I remember saying last year. I think we need to run him a little bit more. Now I'm like, good grief, man. We need these running backs to sit there and run the ball and take some hits off of, uh, off yeah. of Gabriel. Because he's he's fumbled um, against Cincinnati. Is that the only fumble he has this year? I believe. So. I, if I yeah, I think so. I Which that I one? That one they mean, hit the ball perfectly. They did hit the ball perfectly. So Which, I, I think I mean, running backs fumble in that thing. But so what's what's this, what's this game going to come down to? Like obviously, you know turnovers and all that. But what I mean, what are the keys to victory for Oklahoma? Uh. Uh, here's three keys of victory from Diego. Uh, the defense continuing to do what they've been doing. Yeah. If, they, if I think if they just do what they've been doing the first five weeks, I think that'll help us win. Um, I think Dylan Gabriel has to play at one of – not necessarily play the best game of his career, but I think he needs to play to the – I don't even know the exact – Mistake three. Not necessarily mistake free. Like I mean, he can throw three touchdowns in a pick. I mean, he's he's he did this he did that this past week and he played good with that one interception. But it's like not really mistake free, but like kind of how like Gary said earlier, he just has to take his time and read his read his reads and make the good passes and not not do too many overthrown balls or underthrown balls. Like he just he just needs to play his game how he does and then get away from those mistakes. I'm not necessarily saying turnovers. And then I think is if we can find somewhat of a run game, I yes. think we win this game. Like there's no doubt about it. Yeah. If we can find a run game on Saturday, I will tell everybody there's no way Texas beats us. Cause I think that is our biggest flaw right now. Is there anything out there that we could be, I don't know why this would be. I think I know the answer, but we were doing something just to, show them and then all of a sudden boom like i mean there could be some plays obviously that we're going to do that we wouldn't like was it two years ago we had that right back to kennedy brooks i don't know how that was and he faked the handoff and ran yeah you know stoops i mean i think that was that came up uh during that game but i mean is there i mean because like the line and deep the texas is only averaging uh giving up 95 yards rushing a game right now and we're, I mean, it says we're overaging 157, which I don't know unless that's. I like, mean, we had a couple games over 200. Yeah, that's because against, but, that's against uh, like the high school teams or whatever we were playing. But man, we've got to we've got to figure something out. I think uh, my biggest key to victory is third downs on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas going into the Texas game was the number one ranked team in the country on third down conversions. They were 0 for 8 against Texas this past week and 0 for 2 yeah. against. Did their quarterback uh, not Portland. play all game? Well, he didn't play, but he's only played like two games. So that, yeah. So they're, that's, they're still, with being at quarterback, they're still one of the best teams in the country at third down conversions. So Texas shut them down, the best team in the country on third downs. And then you go to the other side of the ball. Quinn Ewers is one of the worst quarterbacks on third downs with completion percentage and just picking up the first down. 
So if we can just keep pressure on him to force him to make a little bit quicker read than he wants to and not give him time to just kind of find that guy who leaks out, like we have to. And that's the biggest thing as I noticed is we got a lot of pressure last week against Cincinnati, but that was also with us blitzing yeah. five or six guys. That's the problem. This week we got some pressure on this guy, but the Iowa State offensive line is nothing special. But we still couldn't take him down. We had one sack. If I'm not at the mistaken, end of, end of the game, it was PJ. Oh, there may be two, but I know PJ and Ethan Downs combined for one. So we have to bring the quarterback down because we're getting there. But until we can start bringing them down, like it's it doesn't help. Especially Quinn, like he, again, he's not the most mobile guy, but he'll he'll get out of the pocket and make something happen just because of his arm talent. Bill, yeah. yeah. I'd say defensive wise, we got to get some pressure on the quarterback. Um, I don't even. We got to get some sacks, but we just gotta. I don't. We gotta. We gotta knock him down a couple of times. I don't want to hurt him at all, but like we want him to want to move a little quicker. We want him to be cautious of the 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 defense coming at him. But we also got to have our. We got to cover those holes. I'm tired of seeing like we're playing a great defense, then we give up a big forty yard pass for no reason. So we got to be able to cover those defensively, and offensively we need to strike first texas needs to be trying to catch up to us for the whole game obviously you guys touched on the run game dylan gabriel's got to be able to just control control the game waste clock um march down the field like if we got some bombs good but i'd love to see a good 10 minute 10 12 minute 80 yard drive for for a touchdown just knock out a whole quarter and just take it slow i just think but i think we if we strike first, we uh and they got to catch up to us. I think it could be a yeah interesting game. Yeah, I think. Go ahead, Garrett. I was just gonna say really quick. They're they're also gonna go for a lot of fourth downs too because their kickers, from what I'm seeing, is not very good. So they Perfect. don't trust. They're really good or really bad for Perfect. Us. Yeah, they don't trust him in probably anywhere in outside of the thirty. I'd say. So they're going to be going for a little lot, which, like Kellen said, that if if we're there to play, I mean, great. But if not, then it's uh, it might be tough. Yeah, <clears throat> I think we got to put pressure on yours. I think he's more of a statue back there. He's more of a drop back. He's not going to not as mobile as some of these other guys. But we got to get pressure with four guys. We can't sit. There. We can send some blitzes from here or there, but we cannot afford to bring bring you know linebackers or or uh defensive backs uh taking another guy off uh the middle of the field we've got to figure out a way for those four guys and not and texas's offensive line is pretty good so that's going to be interesting how that's going to work because we don't don't seem like we've done much of it uh this year we've got to make sure we're hitting him and he's thinking in his head oh no here they come again that's i mean we've got to danny stutzman has to have the game of his career i think this week um, and him and Canick, I think the guy of the game. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Gentry Williams is gonna is gonna be the uh, defensive uh, MVP of the game this game. But on offense, we've said it before. I keep saying it. Run the football. That's gonna be interesting. I just don't think we're gonna sit there and take ten minute drives because I, I just don't. I think that when they get in this rhythm, and they want to go too quick, um, and 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 get and get going. But Gabriel has to be precise. We got to have minimal drops. We can't have any of those like what just happened to um, Iowa State, you know, and, and it may happen. But, I mean, because that's up in the air, Texas is going to get that ball. 
I'm just telling you, Texas is going to get that ball. We've got to protect Gabriel. The Lions got to play uh, incredible. So we'll see. Uh, that's we. Oh, another thing, we got to get Anthony the ball. He only had one catch last week. We've got to get Anthony. I mean, we got Anthony. We got Farouk. We've got um, who'd you say Gibson? Anderson. Nick Anderson. Too. Nick too. Anderson. I mean, we've got some weapons. Honestly, can, every time. I'll be honest with you. I don't know who any of their weapons are this year. I know Bijan's gone and whatever. I don't know near as They've, much. But I think we've got probably better weapons, don't you, on the offensive side of the ball? I would I would say weapons-wise, yeah. I, I mean, they have Xavier Worthy, who is good, but he has not done a whole lot this year. Yeah, he hasn't but done anything this year. their best receiver this year is a guy, I think it's like a uh, Adonai Mitchell or something like that. He came over from Edian. Georgia. Some, it's something. I can't remember how. Aiden Mitchell, maybe. Time. I've got a guy last name Worthy. But yeah, that's also their running say. back. Their running back established himself this past weekend. Yeah, John, so, Jonathan okay. Brooks. Yeah, I think. I will say, I think. I think all these questions we have about this team is going to be answered after the game on Saturday. Sure. I think is like is Dylan Gabriel actually. A gamer is he a real Heisman candidate? Is this OU team actually a national championship or college playoff contender? Um, did you did you is this see defense actually good? Like Venable I think Venables came out and said that's not a championship team just right yet just yet. Yeah, I mean he I, he says it every week. Like, so and that's great. Figure out. Yeah, no, I. What's he saying? Like, there's more potential. There's more to this. Yeah, yeah he's saying yet. And really quick too, like Diego said, like. Venables has been around championship teams and not just championship teams, championship teams that beat really, really good teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's been around it. He's helped build it. And there's not a lot of coaches in college football that can say it. Yeah. Sark, he was with Saban. Yeah, he Saban walked already, into Saban it. Saban already established that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Into it. So Venables has been around and seen what it takes to get a team from one level to the next and just continuing to keep it competitive and exactly. change with sure. the, the way the offenses are changing pretty much every year. So he knows what it takes. Sure. And I, I don't think he's, and I don't think he's saying that he doesn't believe that this team can't win a national championship. They're I just not right he's there saying, yet. He's, yeah. he's, he's just, which is good because if you get better as the season goes on, then they might be ready in yeah. December when it's time to go, go play in the big 12 championship. That might be, the time where he's like, we're going to go compete for a national championship. And I, and I like that. He's saying not yet. Like yeah. Kellen said. another he's thing we, we've got to do a better job of penalties. We can't like we've doubled their penalties uh, per game. And we've got to, we've got to do a better job with that this year or this. Yeah. This game, we can't have the penalties that we've had for now. If we have a 15 yard penalty and who was it that uh, the guy from Texas tech, that who, who what's it? Pearson. Yeah, like, Reggie Pearson. You know, nailed that guy from was it SMU early? But I mean, you know, it was that I can't remember what game that was early in the earlier in the season. He nailed like yeah on the sidelines. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, that happens to Q and yours early. Hey, send a message. I'm good. More with so, it. yeah, more so with the Stop. message type of yeah. thing. But sure. So MVP uh, of the of the defense for me is gonna be I think Gentry Williams. I think he's gonna come out of nowhere. He's gonna have a pick, um, maybe even a pick six. We'll see offensively i think it's i mean it's going to come down to dylan gabriel and i think he's probably i mean that's easy to say but i just think it's going to be dylan gabriel um 
I agree with uh, Diego. If we can run the football, I, I don't know. I mean, if we run for 150, 160 yards, I mean, and I'm when I say that, not a 70-yard run and then we kind of stink the rest of the year game, but I'm just saying, like, if we can, you know, get about four and a half, five yards of carry, get about 160 yards, 170 yards, I think, I think we win the game. I'll go my my uh, MVPs, Peyton Bowen. I've said this several weeks. This could he's be his been, coming out party. He has been this close to an interception, and he's going to get it. And we've seen his speed before on because he's saved some touchdowns, and he did it last week against Iowa State, tracking down a, a guy to, and bringing him down by the ankles. Like Peyton Bowen is an athlete. He gets that ball; they're not bringing him down. He's going to take that to the house. And that's going to be a huge momentum boost when wherever we're at in the game. Another quick one to watch out for, P.J. Adebaware. I think they're going to use him for a lot of stunts where he's going outside and he'll bring it inside and force Ewers to his left because Ewers isn't that great running to his left. So that's going to be fun. He's a crazy athlete. He'll be able to track him down with ease. Offensively, Nick Anderson, five touchdowns in the last, what, three games? Three. He had three. Yeah. Five touchdowns in the last three games. He's they're freshman, trusting right? him. Redshirt, yeah. But they're trusting him a lot with uh, some very key downs and key situations. And I think they're just going to keep using him. And I don't think Texas has anybody to guard him. He's, like we mentioned, 6'4". He's quick. And he's able to make some moves on the outside to, to lose the defender. So I think Nick Anderson's going to go off for another big game. Who's next? I'll go the the easy picks. I'd say Studsman on defense. I think he's just going to be everywhere like he always is. But an easy on offense, but I think Dylan Gabriel is going to have 400 yards passing rush and rushing. At least three three passing touchdowns, maybe even a rushing touchdown. I think this is going to be the biggest game of his career, and it's going to go down. He's going to get a statue, and it's going to be a, a great day. There you go. Uh, defensive, I'm going to go, I agree with Gary. I've been backing him up on this. I think Peyton Bowen's going to get a, an interception and it might not even be a pick six, but it might be at the most crucial time where he takes that, he picks off Quinn Ewers and it's to seal the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, or it might just be a momentum shifting interception that gives OU the momentum to take the lead and win the game. Um, uh, second, I would say Danny Stuntsman. I think he's just going to continue being what he has been this year, and I think he's going to take an even more bigger of a leap to establish himself as one of the best linebackers in the country um, after this game against Texas. And then offensively, I'm going to go with the offensive line. I think they're going to step up this week. I think it's going to open up the running game a little bit, and it's going to help Dylan Gabriel have some more time to slow his game down and make reads. And I agree with Kellen. I think Dylan's going to have a huge game as well. And that's just going to start up front with the big boys uh, blocking for us and opening everything up. So I agree. I'm excited. I, this, the, the nerves of this game, man, that just, especially when it's tight in the fourth quarter. Oh my goodness. It just rips through you. And you're just like, Oh, I mean, I'm just, I, that's why I like these kind of games here. We knew it was over by, you know, and we knew it, we knew it was over at halftime, but I didn't back in 2000, I didn't allow myself to know that. I kept saying, Oh, you never know. They could come back, but I like these kind of games better. 
personally, but that's just me. And then Venables, this is uh, this is his time, man, to uh, to establish Oklahoma being back. And regardless, hypothetically, knock on wood, I mean, we're, whatever happens, I still think he's building the program the right way. I think he's got some great players coming in. If we had some of those guys this year, you know, like if they were already, uh, even if they were freshmen on the defensive line, oh, my goodness, that would be awesome for us. But we shall see. It'll be fun. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait till about, uh, what is that, about? four o'clock on uh three thirty four o'clock on uh saturday it'll it's be over with and hopefully i'm i've got this big old grin on my face i got a score prediction 38 30 boomer sooner 34 28 oklahoma saying it for weeks 33 21 boomer sooner I was going to say 33-26 OU. It's going to come down to the last uh, last drive, Dylan Gabriel. Um, he's going to get us in the end zone. Uh, what? And I think it's going to be a nice little uh, pass, little Drake Stoops. And Drake Stoops is going to be the uh, the man, the hero uh, again. So I love that kid. He's, he's really good, man. Really good. Well, the Fox Den would love uh, to let you guys know we appreciate – all of you listening to our to our podcast this is a special one for us because we just we're huge Sooner fans. Love the Sooners. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, give some comments on your thoughts on the game before before this uh, this game. Some predictions on the score. Uh, it could go either way. You guys know uh, the, the this game goes in waves, and it could go either way. Doesn't matter what the what the records are. It'll be completely different than last year. I can promise you that. OU. I don't want to say it's revenge because it's not. It's just Texas, and we, we, we want to beat them. We want to smoke them. Um, but I don't care if we win by one. Just as long as we beat Texas, I'll be a happy man. But for my, uh, my sons, Kellen and Garrett, and for Diego, I'm Todd Fox, and I just want to remind you that iron sharpens iron. Please stay safe. Be savage and not average. And remember to join the Skulk. And until next time. Good. Good. Goodbye, everybody. Buddy. Boomer! Sooner. Yeah. You're going down, Quinn Years. You've been listening to the Fox Dan Sports Podcast. Find us on Facebook at Fox Dan Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdansports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Den Sports.